I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I am not Alyssa. This is 52 Women, the official podcast of the Montgomery County, Maryland chapter of the National Organization for Women. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2018. Um, Hopefully it's not as big of a dumpster fire as 2017 was. But I said that in the beginning of 2017, and then, you know, we saw what happened. Um, I like to refer to 2018 as the year Paul Ryan loses his job from now on. Yes! I like it! It makes me happier. I like it. Why, 2017 was men are trash, 2018 Paul Ryan becomes unemployed. Ooh! It's <laughs> my favorite thing I've heard this year. Okay. <laughs> this year. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> So we wanted to start by um, talking about something. So this happens. Um, the people published this letter in December twenty, December twenty first of last year. So it's basically from a lot of high powered Hollywood women. So Meryl Streep, um, Ava Longoria, America Ferrara, and, and Reese Witherspoon, Ava DuVernay, and many others. That, that's a tiny thumbnail. But basically, the open letter is declaring this organization, which they're calling Time's Up. And it's a legal defense fund or a legal fund through the National Women's Law Center. Right now, they have about $13 million specifically to help women who are going through workplace sexual harassment. The gist of the letter is, you know, we ha- we're women of privilege and this happens to us and we have the financial means to fight it if we need to, but there are many people in this country that don't have that. So it's it's kind of nice that all that crap happened last year and now it's like we have, like, somebody's doing something. Like, somebody's putting this together. Like, it's not just, like, people talking about it. It's like people are acting on it and women are acting on it. I should, I should not say people, I should say (laughs) women are acting on it. Um, but that was something nice that came out in the end of the year and we'll publish the, we'll publish the publish. We'll post the open letter. The New York times published it. Um, so everyone can see it. And then in solidarity after, after these, these Hollywood women posted their open letter, the Latina farm workers organization posted their own letter in solidarity. So they, they specifically like put it out, like we're with you, we're going to help. So women teamwork. Yay. (laughs) I think America Ferrara does work with the Latina women farm workers and, and farm workers united in general. And I think um, in the letter from the Hollywood ladies, they specifically say, like, it's not just for Hollywood. It's just that seems to be the most public, I don't know, had the most awareness raised about it. It was in, in our faces the most where we know it happens in every workplace. But that was just, you know, people, you know, quote unquote. So it was nice. In the... um. Well, I don't know if it's in the letter or just the New York Times article, but they said that some of the people who signed the letter 
like America Ferrara, but others are working with like all different kinds of organizations to make sure like everyone's included. So I think there's one person that mentioned was working with a LGBTQIA group to make sure like they're protected from sexual harassment and assault and whatnot. So I thought that was cool that it wasn't just like one thing. They're partnering with other groups. Mm -hmm. And I think in their letter they included men because we know what happens to men. I just don't want to focus on that but it but they seem to be going for an air of exclusivity not exclusivity inclusivity the exact opposite of exclusivity so it's nice like leading by example like so it makes me happy and i hope that this is able to make actual a difference change. yeah actual change and that it makes you know makes a difference and that maybe other organizations sign on and you know, we we run the world in 10 years, and this never happens again. Speaking of running the world, did you see um, Iceland has like 50% women in their government, and they just passed a bill making it illegal to not pay women the same as men? Good. So. They're the first country to do that second part, right? Like think, on a national level? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then if we want to bring it back to Maryland, Alyssa, you found the op-ed from Ariana Kelly. Um, yeah, so um, she's the delegate for District 16 um, in Montgomery County, which is Lake Cabin John, Glen Echo, Bethesda, parts of Potomac, parts of Rockville, parts of Chevy Chase. Um, and uh, she wrote an article, she's out of the Women's Caucus, very... Um, we'll talk about her more. We've talked about her with Emma before. We'll talk about her more with Emma. She's really active um, and just a really, I don't know, she's a really charming, in person, a really charming, smart speaker. Um, she's like an accessibility to her. And I found that the op-ed was really accessible. She opened it up with an anecdote about herself. Um, when she got to Annapolis, she was elected in 2010, she got there in 2011, and, um, she was told that basically, I forget how she said something about like politeness or friendliness, something like that is the key to politics, getting along with everybody. Relationships. Yeah. Relationships are the Thank key you. to politics. Yep. Um, and so she, those were like sacrosanct. She had to build relationships with people in order to get anything done. Um, a really senior colleague of hers um, grabbed her ass and she saw that it was common practice, that men looked the other way, that nobody really said anything. She ended up crying in the office of another senior colleague who's a woman, um, and they decided together that it was best for her career if she didn't report him. Um, so she went and had a direct conversation with him and said, basically, never grab my ass again. Don't ever do that again. Um, and she said that even though there was no explicit retaliation. She felt like she had been left out of legislation or meetings that she could have been included on had she not confronted him that way and then she just played along. Um, so the article leads with that and then talks about all the things that the Women's Caucus is going to do um, or going to try to push for in this legislative session to make it better for women who are working there. She said the saddest thing for her women who 
just left politics because it just wasn't a place where women could feel safe and thrive and, you know, grow in their careers. Um, and she wanted, she wants to fix that. So, um, they're going to do a bunch of things, including, or try to do a bunch of things, including, um, allowing private investigators to come in when there's a dispute, uh, third party reporting. So women, um, cannot be retaliated against if they report, um, programs for everybody who works there for sensitivity, for knowing how to behave, which I, I mean, I know they should know not to grab other people's bodies because preschoolers learn that. But, um, anyway, she was talking about all the plans for the caucus. So it's, it's a really good op-ed. It's not long and it has plans for what they're intending to do. And I think it's a great way to, at the local level, to call your delegate and just say, like, I'm behind the women's caucus. I want to make sure women are safe. I want to make sure that, um, I or my daughter or my sister or my mother or whomever, if, the, if she wants to run, you know, for office in Annapolis, that she feels um, like she's going to be safe there and like her career is, is going to be based on her merits and not based on what she's willing to do with a male colleague. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, I That had not occurred to me until you just said that, that we could have people call and say like, hey, we read this op-ed of what Ariana Kelly and the Women's Caucus want to do, you should totally support that because you should... To- the, the way she phrased it in the, in the article, I liked, she's like, we want Maryland to be the leader in the country. Yeah. And the I most think- woman-friendly state legislatures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I actually think... I, I was reading and I was thinking I'd have my daughter write a letter. Oh. And school teachers listen, but, like, she might want to run for office someday in Maryland, and it's... I don't think it's out of line to tell her that, you know, a kid version of that. Like, you have to keep your hands to yourself, and women have to have the chance to lead, or I'm not going to be able to, you know, run for office in Maryland if I want to someday. Ooh, do we know any Girl Scout troops? That's like, no, that sounds like a... looking at me, I'm like the least Girl Scout person on the face of the earth. That sounds like a Girl Scout troop activity. <laughs> um, that could be your action item. My action find a Girl Scout troop. <laughs> As the only member of this podcast who was both a girl and a boy scout, sure, I'll take that action. <laughs> I was huh? neither one. I was, a, I was a boy scout. I was a sea scout, oh. which is a subsidiary of the boy scouts. Ah, I was nothing. Yeah, well. But yes, back to Ariana Kelly. That oh, was yeah. just, that was nice. It was a, it was a nice, that's a, that's a really, really good idea. Write letters, call get young people involved because I feel like that's something where that's a that's a simple concept that you can talk to that you can talk to a kid about like you shouldn't touch anybody without you just shouldn't touch anybody Mm -hmm. in public like that and it it can be explained to children in a way that's not like making them grow up too fast it's a very and it's a very simple way like I think you should do this because everyone should feel safe Also, it says that they're they're thinking about making it not allowed for senior people to have relationships with more junior people. So, 
Obviously, dynamic. some of those are consensual relationships, but like you just said, the some power of it's, dynamic. Yeah, so it's maybe somebody agrees to a relationship but doesn't really want to be in one, but the person's way above them. Well, even but even in an office setting, like I think, I think it my job. You can be in a relationship with. I know you can be in a relationship with someone else who works there because I have two colleagues that are married. And they started dating at work, but I think you have to tell HR, and I think it's like yeah, and you can't and you can't report to them directly, right? Right. Yeah. And I think we even go so far as like you can't really work on the same project because of that. So I get that. Like I don't know how you prevent people from dating. (laughs) I don't. I don't. So, but maybe. But I also understand that probably the legislature doesn't have like an HR department. Yeah, because yeah. they don't, because they're not employees. Right. Remember, like Mar- right. Marseille said. Yep. Um, and even the military won't let you do that. Yeah, because they could order you to do stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet out that action item. Um. The uh, but talking about Ariana Kelly, um, we the M law released their 2018 legislative agenda. So. We talked a few weeks ago about um, the bills that we saw discussed at MLA, and we voted, some of us individually and as a chapter, um, on what bills we want we want MLA to put their support behind. Um, there are eight bills that got most votes, and MLA is saying, like, this is their 2018 legislative agenda, and I think Erin Kelly is a... Um, co-sponsor or author of of at least two of these um but the they were the rape survivor family protection act so this is the um ending parental rights for rapists um repeat sexual predator prevention act final permanent protective orders um expansion of maryland's vacating laws for survivors of human trafficking health care services for pregnant inmates Discrimination in employment conditions, um, salary history and information disclosure, and then job protected leave. I think California just passed that salary disclosure yes. thing. Yes. So they're the second state, I think. Yeah. New it was, York was the first. Yep. Well, I don't Cal- They're the second state I know of. Did California pass it or did it go into effect in California? Oh, I think it was one of the yeah. new things that went into effect. So, well, they obviously passed it, but it went right. into effect. <laughs> There, I was reading, like, an article, and it didn't have all of the ones that went into effect yesterday, but it had, like, a sampling. Yeah. And I think that like, was in there. That and legal weed. Recreational marijuana. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but did you Actually, know? no, I read an article, like, California is, like, a whole new state now. Dude, but... It's, like, all the things that they went into. Yes. Effect. I don't know. But a side note on the legalization of recreational weed, which I think... We're going to say applies to women because there are a lot of women in jail for it. It also comes with um, setting up or allowing people who are in jail for recreational use to either appeal their conviction or go back and, and essentially be let out of prison because what they're in jail for is now legal, which... I really liked because that's my big problem when everyone's like, oh, we should legalize it. Like, okay, I, I'm with you. What are you going to do for all those people who are in jail? Yeah. But 
Sorry, side note. Um, well, speaking of laws that went into effect this year, the Maryland's Contraceptive Equity Act, which we've talked about before on the podcast, went into effect on January 1st. Um, it prohibits insurers from charging co-payments for contraceptive drugs, procedures, and devices approved by uh, the federal government. Um, and it's one of the most comprehensive uh, measures in the country um, in regards to contraceptives. So suck it, Paul Ryan. Yes, short. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the big things they wanted to get rid of. Or they wanted to put And in also there. Ariana Kelly is the lead sponsor of that bill as well. The so. theme tonight is Ariana Kelly. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the big things they wanted to take out take out of the Affordable Care Act or put in their replacement is removing contraceptive coverage or removing I mean, they're an idiot. They're right. all idiots. Right. But the point is in Maryland we are now protected from whatever they do because we we have it on the state level where mm. people are guaranteed low and no cost low and or no cost birth control yeah though it says in the washington post that um in addition to what i just said it requires insurers to cover the cost of over-the-counter contraceptive medications such as a morning after pill and bars them from charging a co-payment for vasectomies hmm. it's hailed as one of the most comprehensive measures in the country addressing access to contra- contraceptives um, and there's a delay in enacting it because it's like the first of its kind legislation. Yeah, didn't they give them a few years? Uh, maybe. I, I think Diana, um, from NARAL, from NARAL, Diana Phillips, when we had our, at our Maryland Now conference in, last year, I think she was talking about that and she talked about the delay, and it, it's not like the state's flipping a switch and saying, okay, you have to do this. It, they were given quite a bit of time, which is nice. But, so, anyone in Maryland, if you go to, like, Target, and you're picking up your birth control, and they're like, oh, that's $10, be like, nope, no, it's not. <laughs> and I mentioned Target. Maryland. Yeah, and I mentioned Target specifically because they had issues with that a few years ago. Oh. Um, but speaking, well, not speaking of birth control because it's, it's the opposite of birth control, but, um, there, (laughs) it's, it's what happens if you don't use birth control, um, sometimes, um, there were students. Or when you do and it doesn't work. Or when you do and it doesn't work, um, and, you know, but there, there are students from the University of Pennsylvania, um, and a faculty member, and they developed a biodegradable, disposable pregnancy test. Flushable. Flushable. Well, bi- it's biodegradable, but it's flushable. Yeah. Um, that's that's their idea to to use it. Um, you can flush it down the toilet. Um, and apparently, home pregnancy tests haven't really seen a revamp in thirty years, which seems. Wrong, but also predictable lately. Um, and, yeah, it's cool. Because um, it's good for the environment, and things that are good for the environment are good for us. Um, it's made of cellulose, so cellulose is plant fiber. Um, and that's, I guess, what makes it biodegradable and flushable. 
But you were saying that there, the article you were reading was talking about how this is good yeah. for victims of domestic violence or abused women. Yeah. It says when they were doing their research for the pregnancy test, um, women were telling them that they had to hide pregnancy tests, the sticks, um, in the trash can, like deep within the trash can, it says, um, because domestic violence and coercive control, a lot of that has to do with reproductive mm. uh, freedom. Um, so it's a way that a woman would be able to hide a pregnancy if they wanted to from a partner. It says in this article, um, reproductive coercion is a type of sexual abuse that manifests in many ways. Uh, it can include forced, unprotected sex in order to ensure pregnancy, tampering with birth control, even threatening to have sex with another woman and get her pregnant. So, and, and it says that according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, um, the ability to keep pregnancy test results secret could save lives. And uh, if a woman was pregnant and wanted to get away from an abusive relationship without the abuser knowing about the pregnancy, this would be helpful. It looks like a maxi pad. It does. Yeah, it looks like a ma it looks like a mat, which is also cool because if you didn't wind up flushing it and you put it in the trash, would they know what it is? Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's like a pad with a little window in it, but but yeah, still. I mean, but, dumb, but most guys, if they see a folded up pad in the trash, are like, whoa. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's FDA. It is. It's FDA cleared. Um, because it's a device, and it's set to be available on the market by mid-2018. Um, and it's 99% accurate, as most over-the-counter pregnancy tests are. So, yeah. Sam? I think it said it was 99% accurate as early as the first day of your first missed period. Huh. I think. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and this one says if you pledge, it's called Leah, L-I-A, and it says if you pledge $10, Leah will donate a pregnancy test to a woman's health organization of your choice. Oh. Cool. Well, as far as chapter events, what's coming up? When's our next meeting? Meeting on the 10th at the Rockville Library for school meeting around at 730. Yay. Woohoo! Come hang out. 2018, it's going to be great. Paul Rand's going to lose his job. Yay. <laughs> Alyssa's now given me something to get me out of bed in the morning with this with this <laughs> awful cold. <laughs> like, oh, it's five I mean, degrees. it's ridiculously cold. Yes, yeah, it's five degrees. Today, I'm like, oh, it's warm because it's 32. <laughs> what is going on? A, a, what is it? A polar bomb or something? Like, Some bullshit. Like Washington Post. Bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. I hate the names they give storms. The, but the Washington... Snowmageddon. The Washington yeah. Post article, like, had me frightened. Like, I'm going away this weekend and I stocked the fridge because I was like, am I going to be able to, like, open my door? Like, is it going to be that cold? No, it's too far east. <clears throat> it's true. That's true. 
But yeah, um, that was really cold, helpful I, for us. I someday. wanted to mention that there are two shelters in Montgomery County that specifically do work with, well, there are lots of shelters in Montgomery County that do work with women, but these two do work with women who are, um, have, most of them have left abusive relationships, many of them have children, um, and the places provide shelter as well as um, wraparound services, um, job training, and child care for for meetings so they can get um, help with getting back on their feet. And um, one is called Stepping Stone Shelter. It's in Knoxville. And um, there's another called the Dwelling Place that basically gates So if you're feeling cold and lucky to be where you are, those are two good places to donate some money if you have extra to give. And do these places um, have, like, I know Mana, the food, the, um, food center will say, like, if you go on their website, they'll tell you what they need, and if they don't need anything, they'll just say, please write us a check. Do you know if these places do that? So if people want to, like, go ahead. Yeah, Dwelling Place does. Um, Stepping Stones, they're at least the last time on their website. It wasn't super up-to-date, but you could call. Mm. Um, but the thing I love about Stepping Stones, even though they're not as up-to-date, is that um, they also, well, Dwelling Place does too, but they, they help so long after a family has left them. So, like, at Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, at, like, holiday times and things like that, they'll collect, like, baskets of different things, like, you know, that you need to make a holiday meal and a $25 gift card to the grocery store to get a turkey or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they give those out to people who have gotten back on their feet, but who, like, was maybe a single mom, she's working, and she can't afford a bigger holiday kind of meal, mm-hmm. and then she's back on her own to feet. And so they really support us beyond um, the time that the people are actually using their services in the shelter. Um, so I will admit that that Southern Sun Shelter website isn't, I mean, I should in, in past years, it hasn't always, like, had everything they needed. Um, but you can call, and their social media might might tell you. Dwelling Place definitely will tell you um, if they need anything cool yeah that's a good point um because while i may be cold and not want to go to the gym in the morning i can stay in my nice warm apartment and many people can't do that um so what is our social media information (laughs) (laughs) um we're on facebook twitter and instagram at mcmd now it's MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland now for National Organization for Women. And our website is mcmdnow.org slash join. And if you want to get involved um, in the new year, you can join our chapter at mcmdnow.org slash join. Come hang out. We're fun. All right. Who is our woman of the week this week? This week we're going to talk about Lillian Mahler Gilbreth known as the mother of modern management and who some refer to as the first woman to, quote, have it all. She has also been called a genius in the art of living. Her work as a consultant to corporations to solve problems in office equipment, household appliances, hospitals, and sports led her to developing new designs and inventing things to make work and life easier and more efficient. She was born as a Lily Mahler on May 24, 1878 in Oakland, California, and was the oldest of nine children. 
She was tutored until the age of nine when she entered public school. She was a strong student but did not make friends easily. She doubted that anyone would marry her and Lillian convinced her father that she could handle her studies as well as her substantial chores at home. Her mother was often sick, so the management of the household and care of the children often fell to Lillian. She studied literature at the University of California at Berkeley and received her BA in 1900. She was the first woman to give a commencement speech at Berkeley. During her time there, she also took classes in foreign languages, philosophy, and psychology in preparation for an assumed teaching career. She attended Columbia University for her master's, but due to illness, had to return to California and completed her MA in literature in 1902 at Berkeley. She met Frank Gilbreth when she was one year into a PhD program. He became her husband in 1904. Based on her husband's encouragement to focus more on scientific management, Lillian changed her concentration from literature to psychology. They moved to Rhode Island, and in 1915, with four young children, Lillian received her doctorate from Brown University. Her dissertation, Psychology of Management, stressed the psychological aspects of industrial management, the importance of human relations in the workplace, and the importance of understanding individual differences among workers. She is now credited as the pioneer of organizational, organizational psychology. The couple had 12 children over 17 years. Two of these children co-authored the books Cheaper by the Dozen and Bells on Their Toes, which chronicled life in their busy household. Some of their household experiments included detailed motion analysis with the intent of finding faster and more efficient ways to brush teeth, wash dishes, and more. Lillian and Frank were equal partners in home and in business, and they applied the scientific management principles to the household as well as a consulting business that they ran. They also wrote several books together, but Lillian was never credited as a co-author because of the publisher's concerns that consumers would view a woman author lacking credibility, despite the fact that Lillian had a doctorate and Frank had no university education. When Frank died in 1924, Lillian became the sole provider for her household. The consulting business was put into jeopardy as many companies were unwilling to work with a woman. She conducted management training workshops in her home, as this allowed her to earn a living and be at home to take care of her children. The workshops propelled Lillian back into consulting, and one of her more famous clients was Macy's department store in New York City. At Macy's, she worked as a sales clerk to better understand the working conditions and needs of employees, and she significantly improved productivity. Her management training was in high demand, and she began offering this training via colleges and universities, such as Bryn Mawr, Rutgers, and Purdue. She became a full professor at Purdue in 1935 and was the first female professor of their engineering school. She taught there until her retirement in 1948 at 70 years old. Throughout her life, she never stopped consulting. During the Great Depression, she worked with President Hoover to address unemployment and launched the Share the Work program. She consulted with the U.S. government during World War II, overseeing the conversion of factories to address the needs of the war. She also worked with General Electric to improve the efficiency of household appliances to save time and energy of American housewives. Her inventions included shelves and refrigerator doors, as well as the foot pedal garbage can. She also interviewed 
over 4,000 women to design the correct height for stoves, sinks, and other kitchen items to improve kitchen designs. During her lifetime, she received many honors and awards, including 20 honorary degrees. She was the first woman, and only woman up until 2005, to receive the Honor Medal for Distinguished Public Service by an engineer, the first female member of the Society of Industrial Engineers, a fellow of the American Psychological Association, and the first female psychologist to have a U.S. postage stamp issued in her honor. She died on January 2, 1972, at the age of 93. So basically, this woman is responsible for the way kitchens are set up. Yeah. And the way we do a lot of... Oh, we. 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 The way we do a lot of what we do. Yeah, no, 12 kids is a lot. Yeah. And being one of nine is a lot. Yeah. But what? See, this is the thing that pisses me off. Like, why don't we know who she is? I didn't... I, I had no idea who this woman was. I had no... Like, I saw, like... I follow, like, feminist groups on Facebook, as one does. And... <laughs> Like Amy Poehler has Amy Poehler smart girls. Like there's yeah. there's a few of them, but she popped up and I was like, why don't we know who she is? Like, she's yeah. the reason kitchens are set up the way kitchens are set up. She's the reason we have shelves in the refrigerator. Like, what? Yeah. Do better history class. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of other women, we don't know. Um, since we're in the kitchen theme, uh, a woman invented the dishwasher, um, Josephine Cochran. Fun fact for you. I'm not surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if you told me a woman in invented the washing machine. I'm sure they probably did. Yeah. A woman probably did. Um, but, like, I think it's important to talk about this stuff because... I don't work in the home. Like, I, you know, I, I go to an office every day, except when it's cold outside, and then I go into my room that's my office. But just because these women aren't leaving the house, like, housework's still important. Like, raising children is important. Like, I'm not the kind of feminist in quotes who's like, oh, because you stay home with your kids, you're not a true feminist. Like, it's your choice to do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And it's important... Like, it's important work, just like you and I and Alyssa do important work. Like, so we should talk about this. Like, okay, so what this woman, like, designed kitchens. Like, kitchens are soup, like, they make sense where things are. Mm -hmm. And I think if it was another way, we'd probably be confused and we wouldn't get as, you know, I can be doing something on my stove and turn around and throw it in the sink. if It's hot or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, if... The sink was maybe four feet to the right of where it was. That'd be a pain in my ass. And I don't have 12 kids. So yeah, <laughs> I have two annoying cats who like the smell of bacon. But <laughs> well, also uh, improvements in um, kitchen designs and making household appliances and household work more efficient gave more women time to organize and helped mm -hmm. women realize they had more time on their hands to do other things and want to get out of the house and uh, helped give them the time to start the women's movement of the 50s and 60s. Also the, get the right to vote. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
But even her, like, she, when her husband died, like, she worked. I should say white women. White Clarify women. White, yes. white women. White women. What I was just talking about. Wealthy, middle class white women. Um, but even Lillian, when her husband died, like, she worked, she figured out, well, I can work from home and still take care of the kids. And I think that's something that some employers are moving towards where fucking kill to work from home. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Actually, speaking of working, I just saw this on the Metro today and I took a picture. I don't know if this is uh, something that has existed for a while, but there's an ad on the Metro. I commute into DC for work um, on the Metro and it is a report sexual harassment ad you deserve to be treated with respect on the metro report sexual harassment it's easy anonymous and it'll help keep your metro safe i think that's new i don't i mean i don't really pay attention to shit on the metro i put my headphones in and i tune every single person out but so this could have been here for years but i literally just noticed it i have no idea and it's a woman with a hijab on Hmm. Cool. I've I've not here when I was staying up in northern New Jersey. One of the radio stations was actually heavily advertising like a way to report sexual harassment. So maybe it's picking, you know, traction is picking up all over in many ways. Yeah. We shall see. We'll see. I hope. I'm just like waiting for something concrete to change before I get too excited. Yeah, and that's that's fair. Um, that's fair. I mean, I think the the whole actual thirteen million dollars in a legal fund is getting closer to concrete. Yeah, but how many people give thirteen million dollars? Really I know. Help? I saw that, and I was like, "That's not a lot of money." No, but maybe I mean, more it's a money. Will... Of money, but not for that. <laughs> it's not a lot, but maybe, maybe more money will be put in. I mean, I was looking at something earlier. Harvey Weinstein, the LAPD is investigating him. The NYPD, Scotland Yard, and I can't remember if it's the LA district. Yes, it's the LA district attorney and the New York district attorney, and there are other men that are actually being investigated by by like actual police departments like it isn't all just all you know this um or he said she said as they like to say like there's actual like legal investigations and maybe they will actually have consequences they have to pay for them which isn't necessarily changing the attitude towards the future yeah but it's it could be a step. It could be a step where others see, oh, this happened. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to keep my hands to myself. Maybe I'm not going to whip my penis out. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to send someone a sex toy and tell her how I would like her to use it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't Who know. Who did that? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. <laughs> and There's now, too many. I can't. Matt, Matt Lauer. And now... The Today Show, and it's not the first time, um, but now the Today Show, they permanently have Hoda as Savannah's co-anchor. Like, Hoda's been filling in since he got fired, 
and the ratings have just like skyrocketed. And so now Hoda was permanently named as the as the co-host, which is great. Um, the sad part is that her and Savannah's combined salary, like, it's the same is le- oh, is a le- is like ten million dollars less than what Matt Lauer was paid. Of course it is. <laughs> Megan Kelly's salary is still up there, but I consider her a what do you call it? Piece of shit gender traitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe baby steps. 2018. Many more things can happen other than Paul Ryan losing his job. You know what must happen this year? I know I'm like extremely late to the party on this, but I was on a plane for like 15 total hours, uh, over the past couple weeks. And I watched all of Good Girls Revolt. Oh, yeah, that's good. I love that show. That's a goddamn good show. I cried when they were like, we're not renewing it. Oh, I didn't, I literally, I mean, I didn't find out about it until after it was canceled, and I was like, what's the point? But then I had to watch something on a plane, so I was like, I guess I'll watch this. And now it's one of my favorite shows, and I'm gonna be livid if it doesn't come back. Well, they, so that was Amazon, right? Yeah. Good Good Girls Revolt was Amazon. And for those of you who don't know it, chronic, it's like, it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story. It's based on how the, the women who worked at Newsweek, the women were researchers and the men were reporters and the Mm -hmm. women weren't allowed to be reporters. And I guess it's, it's Nora Ephron. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she makes a brief appearance. Um, but it like chronicles like their their working and leading up to the lawsuit. And um Eleanor Holmes Norton, who I think she's still a DC council yeah. or a DC congresswoman. Yeah, yeah. She was their lawyer. And it mm-hmm. it's it's a delightful show. Oh, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's really good. I love the characters. Yeah, and it's just Patty and oh, I'm blanking on her name. Chrissy? Whoever Anna Camp was, because she, oh, like, had the whole jangle. arc. Yeah. The jangle. Yeah. But it's just... What is her name? Chrissy? Chris... I don't know. I watched it last... I watched it's it so last good. November. But they, it, it's on Amazon, so if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it. But it was a super popular show, and, yeah. like, some dickhead exec at the Amazon was Amazon like, we're not... Cancel it without even watching it, ever. Yeah. And didn't not, know any of the plot, like literally never saw an, am, an episode, canceled it, and then got fired for sexual harassment. So there's like hope that it will, like, they'll bring it back. Yeah, they're like trying to get it yeah. picked back up. Because it ends right when they... It ends like when it starts. When they file, like, right when they file. Because yeah. it's, it's, you know, them... There's a big press conference. Yeah. And it's interesting because you see women from different walks of life and women in different perspectives who, you know, it's, it was a class action lawsuit. I feel what like. is her name? I don't know. I know who you're talking about. God, I love her. But it's a, it's a class action lawsuit and there's all these different women. And these women, speaking of workplace relationships, many of them yeah. are in workplace relationships. And you also see the different... Yeah, you also see sexual harassment. You see sexual harassment and you, but you, Cindy. See, oh, Jesus, Cindy. Yes. Cindy. But you see, like the different kinds of men. Like some were supportive, and some were this isn't okay, and others were like, 
I'm going to use the sexy lips and not listen to anything these women tell me, even mm-hmm. though I'm pretending to respect them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally watch that. Uh-huh. Also, um, speaking of, like, the men who were, like, okay with it or whatever, uh, I like in the show how you, they, like, set it up so you like certain men, and then like, you find out they're just like all the other yeah. men. Yeah. God, it's so good. I'm, like, so mad about I just watched it. No, I watched that last, last Thanksgiving, I was, I had a really bad cold, so I watched that and The Crown, like, the days leading up to Thanksgiving, like, Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. break. I needed to come back. Tweet, save good girls, just to make me happy, (laughs) even if you don't watch the show. Hashtag, save good girls, revolt. I just, and I love... I love New York City, and I love period pieces in New York City, and this was 1960s New... 1969, 1970. I'm, like, obsessed with this show now. I want to watch it again. I just finished it last week. (laughs) Yep. So there's your your 52 women endorsement of Good Girls Revolt. Mm Mm-hmm. Also The Crown, but different kind of woman. Feeny, cool, (laughs) feeny. God, you wanna, dick. If you want to lose any respect you ever had for Prince Philip, if you had for it, watch the crown. Oh, Philip. When I talk about a man who can't handle a woman in power, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks everybody, and we're really excited about 2018, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.